Hello and welcome to Weeb Spawn, where we talk about anything and everything related to anime and gaming. We are by no means experts, just huge fans. I'm your host, Bobby, and with me is Joshua. Hello, Bobby. Glad to be doing another episode. And on today's episode, since it is the month of April, we are going to be talking about your lie in April. And as always, spoilers ahead. Yeah, so this is honestly the perfect way to end this April because I believe this will be the last episode in April. So what better way to end this month? And I will say, I have to be honest with all the, the listeners here. I would be lying if I said that I didn't cry while looking at some of the episodes for this uh, for this episode. So, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a tearjerker. So, I highly... This is going to be another anime that I highly recommend that you watch before listening to this podcast. Yes. Just because it... The whole show is a foreshadow, pretty much. Yeah, basically. And I actually will talk about the title of the show at the end of the podcast, or at the end of this episode, because there's actually a few ways people can take the the title, like how it's actually intended to be. There is the one huge foreshadow, but then there's a few other little tidbits that are referencing the lie told in April. But we'll tell you the correct way, which is our way. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't seen this, I would highly recommend it because it's fantastic and it gets me every time. Just going through and re-watching some episodes just to get a refresher as I was preparing this episode. It's just, I just couldn't do it. I'm like, God, this, I forgot how emotional this show made me. But uh, let's just get into it and uh, hopefully some of you out there will have the same um, thoughts and feelings as we did. Your Lie in April's manga was written and illustrated by Naoshi Arakawa, and it was published in the Kodansha's Shonen Magazine from April of 2011 to May of 2015. The manga won the 37th annual Kodansha Manga Award, and it was then adapted into an anime by A1 Pictures, and it was aired October 2014 to March 2015, with a total of 22 episodes. The success of the manga and the anime led to the production of a light novel, a live-action film, a play, and a musical. And I can't confirm if the play is still planned or if they actually have moved on to production of it, because the original release fell in the middle of 2020, but COVID caused a a large pause in many productions. So... I can't find anything confirming whether they still plan to do it or if they've already started production. But the anime was very well received with its praise given to the animation, the soundtrack, and of course, the plot and conclusion. I did not know there was a live action film of this. Yeah, I was looking it up and yeah, it. I think it was pretty well accepted in Japan. I don't think it really went out past that, but most live actions don't really do that hot in general so that's true but i mean this is a eight school anime so mm-hmm. i mean it to be honest with you it would be kind of hard to fuck that up because it would just be like a, a regular film at that point yeah this one's a it's a very realistic 
show. Yeah, it's just a realistic show all about like emotions and um, relationships and stuff. So it'd be very difficult to really deviate from the original intention. So if you, if this is your first time hearing it, this show follows a young prodigy pianist, Kosei Arama. Kosei was one of the best of his generation and won countless competitions, making his name well known among the other young musicians. But unfortunately, his mother fell ill and passed away, causing Kosei to lose his drive and passion, and he had a mental breakdown causing him to give up on the piano. But after his two years of piano-free life, a talented young musician came into his life and re-sparked his passion for music and changed his entire world. Yeah. So, a little bit of inspiration for this manga. So, Arakawa typically creates sports manga. So, Your Lie in April is definitely a very different take from what he's used to. And in an interview when he was asked what caused him to create a music-based manga, he stated that when you stick to one type of genre, you start to get bored and you want to start to challenge yourself and see things in a different way so you can take a fresh approach to storytelling. So that was basically the only reason he took a dive into the world of music instead of sports. But on top of that, the reason he chose music was first, he liked music, but second, because he was inspired by a picture of someone playing the violin. Like it was just as simple as that. He saw the picture and he he wanted to create that. So he said it was beautiful and it was just enough to spark this story. He focused on classical music because there was another manga artist at the time, Harold Sakuishi, who was creating a manga called Beck, which was running concurrently in the Kodanshan Shonen magazine that focused on rock music. So Arikawa knew that he couldn't focus on rock, so he had to go somewhere else. And he didn't have much knowledge of classical music at the time. So he basically gave his editor all the research um, homework and made him do that. And then he just wrote the story because his editor was more familiar with the topic. So I thought that was um, kind of interesting to know. He basically just wanted something new. And he's like, well, rock's taken up. So let's just go with classical music. I wonder if his background in sports actually helped with the kind of like the competitive nature that is in this with the different like musicians and the competitions and stuff. If that was also maybe a hint of why he decided to go to music, because it is different, but it also has similar with like sports and everything regarding like practice and competitions and stuff like that. Yeah, that is a good point because. Yeah, because obviously sports are all about competition, but this show definitely gives you a perspective because I don't know much about music and music competitions. So if this is accurate, it definitely gives you the the, the competitive side of these recitals and um, just performances in general. So, yeah, you definitely get this comp- competitive nature, but it's very different than sports. So it was definitely a good way for him to have something similar to what he's used to just have a different light because it's not head on like sports are. It's just like, it's all emotional and about how music connects with you. So it's, it's really neat to see the competitive side of the performances. 
not to mention it's just it was just beautifully done too. oh my gosh like, so beautiful the moment you just like watch this normally i would think like pastel colors wouldn't be like or would be a little overbearing but they do it in a way that it contrasts with Arima's little like mental breakdown that he has and how everything starts like showing gray but then this girl comes in and brings color back to his life so the how they use the animation colors to just bring about like emotion i think it just helps all that much more like it was already like a pretty emotional story that we'll obviously get into so i don't want to get into it on this part but i just think with everything adding on to it that it was just so beautifully done that even if you if it, this isn't like your type of anime like the romance genre or whatever slice of life i think just watching it you'll still have an appreciation for it because they just did it so well i would agree and i love that you bring up the fact that the animation the color in the animation because you do get that sense of emotion coming from the music because as i said i'm not really huge on music so i'm not able to draw certain comparisons that some musicians might be able to do but just seeing the colors and the backgrounds and flower petals flying around and just the scenery that appears while they're playing this music you just you feel what they're trying to go for when playing the music and i mean like you said you, we're not going to go too much into the story right now but in the beginning kose has no drive so he doesn't have that beautiful animation in the beginning but as it progresses you start to see his love for music evolve and it's just a really beautiful thing yeah so i guess we could just jump right into it but as you did mention this might not be everyone's type of anime but i think if you've never watched slice of life and you don't know if you like it this is a great one to start on because this is actually the one that i started on as well and it was just a great segue in because it keeps you in captivated and you just are enthralled in the story. And it's it's a loving and heartbreaking story all at the same time. So many emotions go into it. And I think it's just a great way to start out. So we start out the show with Kaori Miyazono. And she is cheerfully walking down a sidewalk where she sees a black cat down an alleyway. So naturally, she stops whatever she's doing, and she goes and chases down this cat. And this is a nice, quick way to introduce us to Kaori as a free spirit, and she just goes wherever the wind blows. And then we transition to a young Kosei, and he's on stage performing for a competition. And unknowing to us at the moment, but this is going to be his last competition he ever completes, or competes in. For the next two years or so. So during this competition. Kosei has a mental breakdown. And it ends. His perform, And he ends his performance abruptly. Because all he can think about. Is the loss of. Or the recent loss of his mother. Who was his mentor. And without her. Performing was pointless to him. So we're, we're seeing him playing the piano. And then we jump to present day. And he's talking to his friend Subaki. And she mentions that 
When people are in love, they see the world in bright colors. But Kosei mentions that he only sees monotone, black and white, like the keys of a piano. Yeah, as you kind of said, like the first instances we have of Kaori is the carefree free spirit. And like everything she does kind of just screams at like how she just moves and she's very like fluid and then you get that contrast of kosai kosei i don't know why i keep saying kosai <laughs> kosei and his whole monotone of being like black and white and then when he walks he like is very straight up per- almost like perfect posture very technical mm-hmm. and even though he's said he's given up the piano when he mentions it's like monotone like the keys of the piano you know it's still like embedded like embedded deep within him that even though he gave up piano it's still a part of his life so after this conversation Subaki invites kosei to go on a group date sort of things with his popular friend watari and this girl that really wants to meet watari so he agrees, and the following day, goes to meet, goes to the meeting spot where he finds a random pair of shoes. After he picks them up, he starts hearing music playing in the park, so he investigates. That's when we see her. We finally introduced to Kyori in this situation, playing the music in the park with some children for the pigeons. Another little aspect of her like free spirited drive. Kosei is stunned when he sees her and freezes. It's at this point that he starts to get his drive back, but a random encounter won't be enough. Just because of this, this just was like the hook. But we find out that this is the friend that wanted to meet Kosei's friend really bad. So as a group, they headed to their date spot, which is at the nearby Tawa Hall Auditorium. And they're going to watch Kori play the violin in a competition. Of course, Kosei is reluctant due to his past, but finally decides to go in and watch. Kosei naturally jumps back into the music scene, judging the performances and silently telling them advice in his head of how to improve and even following along with his invisible piano. Finally, Kairui comes on and instead of playing the piece the way the judge wanted it to, she molded the piece to her own personality and completely blew away the crowd. And during this performance, you see the final push Kosei needed to finally be inspired enough to play the piano again. But one thing I also loved about this situation is kind of how we mentioned the whole beautiful like art style. Even if you didn't know like the music, when you see Kairi come up and play it's like this golden glow kind of shows up so you know it's like a different tone so even if you're not musically inclined you can tell just by the animation that something is different and they use this theme throughout the show yeah so it's really i love seeing all this animation as you mentioned because once again we're reinforcing the fact that cowdy is this roaming soul she when we first see her in the scene she abandons her shoes randomly and runs throughout the park to play music for some pigeons but on top of that she completely ruins her chances of winning the competition 
because she wants to play the music her own way. Because these competitions, you need to play the piece the way the composer intended it. But she's not doing it for the competition. She's playing music because she wants to please herself, but she also wants to please the crowd and connect with them. She's really exactly the type of person Kosei needs in his life right now because he is this closed off, one track mind, black and white person. And she is this vibrant, colorful person that just needs to push Kosei out of his box and just spark this passion back in him because as you were saying as he was watching the performances he was playing the piano on his seat so he obviously still has a passion for it he's just bottled it up bottled it up because of the loss that he had in his life so he he needs to learn to open up play music that makes him happy and not the music that would make his mother happy because what it comes down to is the pressure that he had as a child because whenever he sees flashbacks or whenever we see flashbacks of Kosei's mother, she was always really abusive to him and pressured him to be perfect and win competitions because he only could come in first because that's what she pressured him to do. So the thought of blowing a competition so it makes you feel good was absolutely mind boggling to him. But as he watched Kaori play the, the life that he had cast aside for years has not been thrown away, but it has been patiently waiting to return to him. And you see it slowly coming back. So Kaori and Kosei start to spend a lot more time together. And during which Kaori asks him why he stopped playing the piano. And his response, he responds with that he can no longer hear the notes if he concentrates too hard. So she decides that she's going to make him her accompanist. But he tries to avoid it because he doesn't want to play the comp- piano in competitions anymore. But with the help of the, his friends, Subaki and Watsuri, they conspire against him and basically force him into accepting the position. And if that's not what true friendship is, I don't know what is. Because there's so many times where your friends, like you try to back out of something and your close friends like push you into it. Like, this is what you need. We're going to force this into you whether you like it or not. And that's exactly what his friends were doing. So... After he finally accepts the position as their accompanist, he they all rush to the Toa Hall because there's a competition like right now. They have to get there right now because they were slacking off. And he's studying the sheet music and everything. But he is jumping back into it when he hasn't fully come to terms with himself and playing the piano. So his mental health is not in the best place right now. And he is constantly haunted by the memory of his late mother who orders him to play the music as the composer intended it and since he's Cowdy's accompanist we know that she will not play it the way the composer intended so as he's playing the piano this causes him to see his mother in the crowd and as soon as he sees her the piano falls silent and he he's playing it but he can't hear any of the notes and he can't see the notes on the page So in a panic, he just stops playing in the middle of a competition. But what was unexpected to him was that Cowdy stopped playing as well. Because she could have continued to play and she would have been docked points. But the fact that she stopped her performance means she was disqualified. And as he was sitting there, 
she just waited for him to overcome his burden that he's putting on himself and she just lets him take his time to find the notes he was looking for and then they begin again executing a stunning performance that actually received a standing ovation but during the standing ovation Cowdy collapses on stage so a lot happens in everything you kind of just said but one thing I think we a little bit failed to mention is about his friends Watari and Sabaki. They've known him since he was like this pianist. Sabaki one was his neighbor and she mentions like over and over again that she misses being able to hear his beautiful playing because he would often play at night and the rooms were like directly across from each other so she could listen to him at night. And so she's always wanted him to go back into this scene because she knows this is where he belongs, even if he doesn't think so right now. So that was part of the reason why he or they, Tsubaki and Watari, tried to, as you said, force him into becoming an, an accompanist for Kaori. So they can like force him to go back and almost do... The, like you said, kind of like push him into this to kind of help him get over his trauma by forcing him to go into it, mm-hmm. but basically facing his fears almost. Yeah, and I, th- I think they knew that Cowdy was the person to get him over this hump. So I think that's why they really pushed him because they have obviously had two years to put him, get him back into the piano and it hasn't worked. But I think they pushed so hard this time is because they knew Cowdy is such a free soul that she would be the one to help him in this journey. Yeah, especially after they went and saw her play. I think Tsubaki even saw his, like, because how you mentioned he was playing, like, his invisible piano, judging people with his own remarks, all that. And, like, Tsubaki notices. So even though she didn't know the world of music, she knew him. And so knowing that just helped propel what they wanted to with Kaori. And it was just kind of like, she was here, so it was kind of, it just aligned perfectly. And so, again, this was another scene where they had such a great contrast, is when, like, he started to lose track of everything, Mm -hmm. the world started to lose color, and then, like, he even went, it even showed him, like, underwater, so you couldn't hear the keys. That scene was was so good. Like you just see him playing it and you just see the bubbles and you hear the, the the blunt hitting of the keys and the muffled of being underwater. It was so good. And the whole I said like this whole thing is like foreshadowing is going back to what Sabaki said earlier on where when you when you fall in love, your life becomes color. And when this world became black and white, the one person who ended up bringing color back to his world was Kaori. Even though she stopped her performance, she made him look at her, then continue the performance. And then all of a sudden you see like these wonderful Mm -hmm. colors and everything. And that then the whole standing ovation comes. Yeah. Such a beautiful scene. And I just have to say like just the, physical animation just in general every scene is beautiful to look at just because of how they animated this show 
It's it's really stunning. But enough about that. Let's cut back a little bit and continue on with the story. So Kaori was in the hospital for a short while before being released. She ends up telling everyone that she is fine. Despite her fi- her being fine, she managed to guilt Kosei into entering a piano competition because, you know, you got that guilt trip. You yeah. got to use it to your advantage. Yeah, because I think she was like, um, why didn't you give me an out-of-the-hospital gift? And he's like, what? Like, She's like, you didn't give me a gift. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I'll do anything. And she's like, oh, anything? Okay, enter a piano competition. It, it was funny. It was cute. But obviously, Kosei is a little reluctant to do so. But she explains that everyone chokes and there's nothing to worry about. He's not the only one that is scared to be on stage and performs. And, she's, and she states, we're all just faking it. Some of us better than others. But you put your music on the stand and play anyhow because that's the way you tell the most beautiful lie of them all. Kaori seems to always have a way to instill confidence in Kosei and keep him from moving backwards. So she signs up Kosei for the competition. But before the competition begins for Kosei, we see Kaori standing in the bathroom with a lot of prescription medicines in front of her. And she packs it all the way and heads to her seat, giving us a little glimpse of what she's going through. Even though she said she was fine from being released from the hospital, we find out that it's not so. And although flashbacks of Kosei's mother with her illness and the pills that she is going or she had to take, we kind of see what may like transpire in the future. The whole like everything is literally like foreshadowing the end. And during Kosei's performance, he still thinks about his past and his mother to the point that he loses the notes again. He uses the same method that Cody used during her competition. He stopped playing, ultimately disqualifying himself. He then continues to play as he saw fit, playing in a way that the composer didn't intend, but he didn't care. He finally swapped, swapped from being the mechanical genius or whatever the nickname was, because everyone was like, he plays it right, but it's like a machine playing. Mm-hmm. But now, all of a sudden, his music starts to be full of emotion and everyone can start to see it yeah so as you were mentioning these scenes these scenes get pretty heavy because we realize Cody isn't as healthy as she's making herself out to be and the flashbacks to kosei or kosei's mother is way more than pure coincidence because they're showing us a direct comparison of the two and as you mentioned, we're kind of getting a glimpse into what is to come. And then to make it worse, we also get some flashbacks of how Kosei's mother treated him and the effect it had. Because she would actually physically abuse him after competitions because she, she didn't play it the correct way. And this was just having a huge toll on his mental health. But it was at the moment that he stopped playing in the competition where he paused and got disqualified that he was no longer playing for his mother, but he was playing for himself. He became momentarily free of his mother's grasp right then and there. And the animation for this performance changed for a short time because it it was no longer just playing the piano, 
but rather it was someone expressing their emotions because the moment he picked it back up, you see his hands and body moving as he's playing. And there's an after image of him that was very colorful and vibrant. He was no longer viewing the world in black and white at that moment. He was seeing full color and he was expressing himself through the music. So he wasn't playing for his mother anymore. He was actually playing for himself and he was playing for Cowdy. And I think that was just a beautiful scene because you could see it in the animation. So as time goes forward a little bit, Cowdy is invited to perform at a gala concert. And Kosei, again, is her accompanist. So they this is a really big deal for both of them. And they go or Kosei goes to the gala and he's waiting and Kosei or Cowdy doesn't arrive. So since she's a no-show, it's it's huge because she is the star performance, but Kosei decides to go on and play anyway, giving the audience the performance they wanted. Afterwards, we learn that Cowdy once again collapsed at home, and she is now in the hospital. And she's pretending like everything is normal, but everyone, both or Wachari, Tsubaki, and Kosei are all aware that she's not doing as well as she is putting herself out to be. So it isn't long after this that Cowdy tells Kosei that she doesn't have a long to live. Her condition is progressing faster and faster, and she's in a state where she can no longer hold the violin. And because Kosei visits her, and during Kosei's visit, he insists that he doesn't want to follow her any longer. He wants one more chance to stand with her and play a duet with her one more time. And she knows that she can't anymore. She can't hold the violin. She's never going to play a duet with him again. But even though she knows this, she promises that they will play together again. Later, Watari and Kosei go to visit Kaori because it's, it's a lot of back and forth school concerts and hospital. They go and visit her. And as they arrive to her room, doctors rush in. And they, they go to her door and she is struggling to breathe and she is kind of convulsing. And this destroys Kosei. And it reminds him of the exact same situation he had with his mother. And this actually momentarily causes him to turn away from the piano once again. Because he cannot handle this, this suffering again. And this was actually the scene where I cried at when I was re <laughs> refreshing my memory of the scene. I'm like, God damn it. It's happening again. But, uh, yeah, very emotional scene. They do it really well. And it's really heartbreaking, but eventually Cody is released from the ICU and she's back in her regular room, but Kose visits her and she convinces him to keep the passion alive because she has this way with words and this way of, breaking Kosei free from his mental prison and she convinces him to play. So he goes and he actually has a, a big competition and this competition falls on the same time that she's going to have a surgery. And she told Kosei that the surgery is extremely important and this could be the one that helps fix her. So he is going to go do this performance while she undergoes surgery. So as you mentioned, this like 
it just starts turning like a whole 180 at this point in this anime. Like everything mm-hmm. was kind of like lighthearted, nice, romancy, bright colors and all this stuff. With, and a, with then, a little twist of grief, but yeah. And then tragedy struck and like the colors start to get were dimmed down, saturated, all this stuff while at the hospital. And then the whole ICU thing and everything we go back to his mother and like we see flashbacks but then as he is trying to come to terms with it we also end up seeing a little something about his mother that he didn't know and that was the fact that the reason why she was so harsh on him and everything was it's the exact same situation she's in with Kaori she knows she's going to die but she doesn't know what to leave her only son besides the method to play the piano because she was a pianist before he was and at first she decided she wasn't she was never going to bring him into this world because she knew what it was like but then he showed so much joy doing it that she ended up teaching him and then of course she could she wasn't going to be long for this world so she wouldn't be able to see him grow up so the only thing she had that she could leave her only son was how to play the piano precisely exactly how the composer Mm -hmm. written it so whenever he did something offbeat she was very strict with him because to her that was her last gift she could give to her son which he never really realized that only the aunt that's taking care of him at this point in time knows it. So we find out that her actions, though were a little extreme, were done out of love for her only and, son. Um, I You did mention that things were starting to get a little less colorful. And I want to say it's really heartbreaking because throughout the show you see Cowdy as this very bright, bright vibrant person. She's always wearing beautiful um, clothing. She's just a warm person. But as she's progressing in the hospital, you can see all the color starting to fade out of her. She is a very toned down person. She's wearing her hospital gown. So it's, again, there's no color to it. And her face is starting to become very flush. And just her entire essence is becoming a lot more saturated. And it's really heartbreaking to see because it's a direct it's a visual representation of where she's at in her um, illness. So it's really hard to watch. And then as you were saying, we were learning all this stuff about his mom and doing, she was doing this out of love and it's just tearing at Kosei because he, he's going through the exact same thing again, playing how he wants to. But I think that's the great thing about what he's doing now with Cowdy. She's teaching him to play for himself and not for her. So he's able to keep that passion alive with the piano. And it's not going to be the same situation as it was with his mother. Where when he goes off key, he's destroying his mother's reputation. When he goes off key, it's only hurting himself. So it's definitely it's the same situation, but different conditions. And I think one thing that you can also see their relationship that they didn't truly care about each other was also that gala concert. And the whole thing about 
him going on stage alone, even without his violin or without her playing the violin, he ended up, he, if I'm not mistaken, he changed the song or he played it in such a way that it like forced Coyote to want to play the violin even more so, even though she knew she couldn't, but he basically uh, provoked her with his playing and like caused her to want to like keep her dream alive keep on playing even though she knew she Mm -hmm. wasn't physically able to yeah she definitely wasn't ready to let go of the violin and just his entire performance you you see their bond because obviously Cowdy is in a relationship with Watari but you can see the the bond that these two have just by how they play and the interactions they have with their music. So seeing this was really heartbreaking because she wasn't ready to go and give up the violin. She wanted to play a duet with him one more time. And then we finally get to see the performance or the like almost last performance of the show i'm not sure if he performs again i think this this is the last performance yeah and of it's the performance that kari basically what told him to convince him to do and as we see excuse me in the performance he first starts out very mechanical once again uh, while he's thinking of Kauri and her surgery, the diagnosis, everything that's going on with her and the similarities with his mother. But then you start to see all this color come into the scene, very vibrant and almost warm feeling, very much so very different from what he was used to playing. And we end up seeing almost this like spring-like imagery that they give as a kind of a a wonderful homage to Kaori because throughout the show she is described and referred to as spring so the imagery fits just perfectly with this like they're like the glow the colors everything everyone having this like warm feeling you could tell on their faces performance is Kaori like that's yeah. that's what I got from the vibe of this like it it is the embodiment of her it's like what he imagines her to be Mm -hmm. in music form so he's playing for this and as he looks up he sees her with him and it just kind of gives you this feeling like at first you may not understand like what it is but for him he understands that the operation was unsuccessful but with this he gets to play with her one last time oh god this scene is so sad because you see him playing and this the color and the warmth and like you said it's she's spring like she's described as spring so you see this homage to her and as he's going through he looks up and she starts to like materialize out of the colors and at some point in time as they're playing they're the only two people in this in the stadium, in the auditorium. And they get sent to this open, this like water. They're playing on the water in the middle of nowhere. And it's just them 
all they can see is each other and it's just so sad because you know that she's no longer here but she got to play they got to play with each other one more time really sad and ha heartbreaking i had goosebumps just remembering it mm-hmm. i i rewatched it i'm just like fuck <laughs> so after the performance after that heartwarming performance we end up going to the funeral and Kaori's parents give kosei a note from her a final message she reveals that as a child she had admired him and he was inspired and he inspired her to play the violin so that one day she could play with him. We end up seeing young Kosei at a pianist performance and her watching and her whole life just burst into colors after seeing this. And then later on they she finds out that she went to the same school as her that she ends up finding like just happened to be like walking in the hallway and she ended up telling a lie in order to get close to him and the lie was that Kari loves Watari and now throughout the show we learn that Kosei did in fact have feelings for Kari but now with this we learn that she also had feelings for him and now he makes a vow to never forget her and so I don't know how much time goes past, I forget, but after the funeral goes through, we see a little bit in the future, and we see Watari has moved back to his whole dating a lot of people. He was kind of like the playboy type person, but he reminisced about the relationship, as you can see when he opens his phone and his like background picture is still of Kairi. And Tsubaki promises that she will never allow Kosai to be alone again. And you see them two standing together, and it's basically her confessing to him. And as the show ends, they prepare for spring without Kyrie. So, gosh. So it's really kind of sad, because thinking about Watari, because he's obviously going back to his life as dating and stuff but he he tends to reminisce on the relationship like he truly likes Cody, but she never actually reciprocated those feelings she never actually liked Watari, so that's a secret that kosei has to keep with himself like their relationship was a farce because all she wanted to do was get close to kosei so it's kind of sad because he's reminiscing on her memory but the feelings were never really mutual but then i guess that also goes the same with tsubaki because kosei loved Kaori, but Tsubaki had these feelings for Kosei. And now that Kaori's out of the picture, obviously we can assume that they'll probably stay together. But it kind of shows that Tsubaki also had this love that was not reciprocated. So it's kind of a sad ending. Yeah, I don't know if you could call it a happily ever after no, definitely not. ending. But it's like... The ending, though, I, I'm kind of glad it wasn't, like, a happily ever after ending based on, like, how this all went and everything, as we mentioned all the, like, the foreshadowing. It's not every story is going to have a happily ever after, but I think this ending fits perfect for this anime, and it it can leave you heartbroken, but at the same time, you know that 
she because of this and everything even like with Watari and everyone that was involved Kaori will remain in their hearts she won't be forgotten which is ultimately what like they he promised not to do in all this yeah so some things that I wanted to mention about the the manga artist that he said in an interview that I didn't want to say in the beginning because I mean it would kind of ruin the the build up but um so th- this show has a lot of contrast so I mean we were obviously mentioning a lot of the white and black stuff going on and seeing the world in color but there is more contrast in this show than just that obviously so the main focus was a contrast between rebirth and death so the contrast between Kosei and Kaudi throughout the story was at the beginning he couldn't hear music he couldn't listen to music and then over the story he was reborn as a pianist and Kaudi was the one that was responsible for this but as Kaudi was bringing Kosei up kind of like the phoenix from the flames she was weakening and falling apart and as Kosei was getting stronger she was getting weaker and in order to birth Kosei basically Kaudi had to die so there's this like this scales of balance and I love it but I hate it because why did they have to kill her (laughs) Um, and then the artist also wanted to depict the feelings of people who envy one another or is jealous of what they have so you definitely see that through Kosei and Watchari he envies what Watchari has even though Kosei doesn't realize that he has the relationship because Kaudi is the one that is showing the affection towards Kosei because he doesn't see it right then and there, but the relationship they formed was a true and genuine bond. So I thought that was interesting. And then we see Watsa or we see Tsubaki envying what Kaudi has with Kosei's attention. And there's a lot of this, this jealousy happening behind the scenes that these kids don't communicate. They are very bad at telling their feelings. So everyone's envious of each other and no one is talking and it's really frustrating, but it obviously shows a lot about the, uh, the story. I think it also shows a lot, like you said about the whole like self-confidence issue and everything because like Tsubaki lost confidence because for two years she watched her love basically just like fall apart, not able to, come back to the piano even though she wanted that to happen then Kyori steps in and within like a few months he's already back in and of course she's jealous of that because she's like i what i couldn't do for two years you did in two months yeah and it was just like it was heartbreaking to her and then the whole i'm sorry but god damn how does he still play the piano because if you think about it he had his only he was a he was raised by a single mother who loved the piano so it makes sense why he started it then everything he went through that whole mental trauma and then her dying then to like you said get reborn by someone else and them dying it's like yeah like how do you do it 
like I cannot like even if you say like oh it's for the memories and stuff but like he that's some strong will and I know he thinks of it because of like Kyrie wouldn't want him to stop playing just because of her death and then like everything he was taught by his mother and all this stuff you learn from it but it's like if you if you look at it from an outside perspective it's almost like the piano took two loved ones away from him mm-hmm. so it's just amazing that he can still go through it even after the end that we see it and that he's still willing to compete because he vowed to never forget her and that was like his way of doing it was by continuing on playing the piano yeah it, it would be very hard for me to jump on the piano and continue playing after all of that trauma um yeah i i don't know how he does it so um obviously we kept talking about the lie and the foreshadow and I remember when I first watched this, I only caught bits and pieces of it, and I basically caught it from, like, the last... I missed, like, the first six or so episodes. But as I was watching it throughout, I'm like, what is the lie? Like, because I missed the first lie she told. So there's a lot of references to lies, and we can assume the, the lie that is being referenced is the lie she told that was Cowdy loves Watery, so she could get close to Kosei. That is the first apparent lie. It's the very obvious one that the show most likely references. But there's there are some other lies. Like in the beginning, we talked about how she mentions all performers are liars. So she says, we're all just faking it. Some of us better than others. But you put your music on the stand anyhow, because that's the way you tell the most beautiful lie of them all. So there is the another apparent lie that she's telling. But then there is another one that's a little more hidden because it's not quite apparent because they don't specifically say it's a lie. It's more inferred. But when she is very ill and can no longer play the violin anymore, she tells Kosei that they will play together. Like, let's play again together, even though she knows for a fact she will never play the violin again. And that was another lie that was probably the saddest lie of them all, honestly. Because it's it's their relationship, and she's instilling this hope between them, but knowing that it'll never come true. And that, I think, is one of the saddest lies. But alternatively, you can think it's not a lie based on the ending That's when she was true. there yeah. together. But that it's a whole different thing. But yeah, it's your lie in April. The whole, it's a whole foreshadowing thing. And I think everyone kind of knew what was going to happen to her before it actually happened based on everything that was leading up to the point. Of course, people didn't want it to happen. They were hoping that like the surgery would work or something like that. So it was still, it still was a huge hit when you found out Mm -hmm. that she didn't make it. But as you said before, the whole, the lie of it being, she loved Watari when she was in love with Kosei or the performance one. Whatever it is, it, everything hung around this lie mm-hmm. in April because that's what brought them together and that's what changed both their lives. Mm-hmm. Oh, so sad. And then, yeah, it's just uh, such a powerful 
show, I think. I, it's very sad. And the musical scores are just gorgeous because there's a lot of classical music. And it's just something that's so enjoyable just to listen to and relax and watch and maybe cry a little bit. And as we mentioned earlier with like all the different beautiful scenes and stuff. So even if you're not musically inclined, they they represent it so well that you know the emotion it gives off just by just watching it, whether you understand everything that's going on or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you definitely don't need to know music to watch this and i think it may be more enjoyable but i found that the entertainment value of this was very satisfactory for not knowing basically any music well i think that's about wraps it up for Mm -hmm. us do you have any final comments i do not have any final comments on this uh i just think it's a beautiful piece and actually actually i do have a final comment i knowing what i know now about how Whenever they refer to spring, or a lot of times when they refer to spring, they're referring to Cowdy, or it's just a subtle reference to her. It was very interesting watching it, and every little reference to spring, you can just point that to her, and it makes it a lot more emotional. I don't know. Because they, they do reference it a lot in the show that I didn't realize the first time through. So it's a nice little thing to pay attention to. And for me, I'm going to leave you guys off with the question of the day, which is going to be, what is your favorite musical instrument, whether you can play it or not? And I'm going to leave us off with a few facts. So the Toa Hall that we see in the second and third episode, which it's a recurring hall throughout the show, is actually a real hall or inspired off of a real hall. In Japan, which is the Neirima Culture Center. So, and then if you just look up Towa Hall, you can actually see the the two images side by side. And a lot of the locations are inspired from real places in and around Tokyo, I believe. Um, So, the other fact, or second fact, is Chopin's songs appeared the most out of all the other artists' songs in the anime, with um, I believe five of his songs appearing. So Chopin was the most popular in this show. Uh, Kose actually means justice, fairness, and impartiality, which I think it represents his character very well, um, seeing that he's been compared to a robot and a machine. He's very straightforward. And Kaori uh, means aroma, fragrant, fragrance, scent, and, and smell. So I think that's very fair because she is, for one, always referred to as spring, and you know when the uh, flowers start blooming, the scents in the air, and she is basically like the wind because she's such a free spirit. So I think this kind of perfectly represents her character as well. Yeah, I think both of those, for the mention, the reasons you said represent each other just very well they represent their name very well and uh that is all of the facts i have for us today so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode definitely give this one a watch very emotional and if you want to cry this might be the one to do it so feel free to follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at weebspawn and contact us at weebspawn at gmail.com 
That'll be all for us today. I've been your host, Bobby. And I'm Joshua. And we will see you guys next time when we weeb spawn.